Hallelujah. Um, few, I think a few Wednesdays ago, I preached on this same subject um, about entering in your season almost a month and a half ago, and I touched a few things. So I'll, I'll continue on it. I'll talk about it, and let's go to second, First Samuel, chapter second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Old Testament has so many good things for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll talk about First Samuel, chapter second, and third. It's always a privilege and an honor to come here. And look at the beautiful faces. I'll, 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 I'll read the whole pair, um, chapters, both, and then we'll close the Bible, then we'll talk. <laughs> first chapter, first Samuel, second chapter, and we'll talk from verse 12. It says, Now the sons of Eli were corrupt, they did not know the Lord. And the priest's custom within the people was that when any man offered a sacrifice, the priest's servant would come with a three-pronged flesh hook in his hand while the meat was boiling. Then he would thrust it into the pan or a kettle or cauldron or a pot. And the priest would take for himself all they did in all they did all the flesh hook brought up. So they did in Shiloh to all the Israelites who came there. Also before they burned the fat, the priest's servant would come and say to the man who sacrificed, Give meat for roasting to the priest, for he will not take boiled meat from you but raw. And if the man said to him, They should really burn the fat first, and then you should, may take as much as your heart desires. He would then answer him, No, but you must give it now, and if not, it will. I will take it by force. Therefore the sin of the young men was very great before the Lord, and for, the, for men abode the offering of the Lord. But Samuel ministered before the Lord, even as a child, wearing a linen abhorred. Moreover, Moreover, his mother used to make a little robe and bring it to him year by year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, The Lord will give you descendants from this woman for the loan that was given to the Lord that they would go to their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah so, she, so, so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Now Eli was very old, and he heard is everything his sons did to all Israel, and how they lay with the women who assembled at the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So he said to them, Why do you do such evil things, such things? For I hear your evil dealings from all the people. Now know, my sons, for it is not a good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people transgress. If one man sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sins against the Lord, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed the voice of their father. 
because the Lord desired to kill them. And the child grew, child Samuel grew in stature and in favor both with the Lord and the man. And then a man of God came to Eli and said to him, Thus says the Lord, did I not clearly reveal myself to the house of your father when you, they were in Egypt in Pharaoh's house? Did I not choose him out of all the tribes of Israel to be my priest, to offer upon my altar the burn offering, to burn off incense and to wear an effort before me? And I did, not, did I not give the house of your father all the offerings of the children of Israel made by fire? Why do you kick back at my sacrifice and my offering, which I have commanded in my dwelling place, and honor your sons more than me? to make yourself fat with the best of all the offerings of Israel and my people. Therefore the Lord God of Israel says, I, shall, I, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father would walk before me forever. Me forever. But now the Lord says, for far be it from me. For those who honor me I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Behold, the days are coming that I will cut your arm and the arm of your father's house, so that there will be no, not be an old man in your house. And you will see an enemy in my dwelling place. Despite all the good which God, has, God does for Israel, there shall be not an old man in your house forever. But any of your men whom I do not cut off from my altar shall consume your eyes and grieve your heart. And that all the descendants of your house shall die in the flower of their age. Now this shall be a sign to you that will come upon two of your sons, or their names, in one day, in one day they shall die in both of them. Then I'll, I'll raise up for myself a faithful priest who shall do according to what is in my heart and in my mind. I will build him a sure house and he shall walk before my anointed forever. And it shall come to pass that everyone who is left in your house will come and bow down to him for a piece of silver and a morsel of bread and say please put me in one of priestly position that I may eat a piece of bread. Third chapter now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli and the word of the Lord was rare in those days and there was no widespread revelation and it came to pass at the time that while I was lying down in his place and in his eyes had begun to grow so dim that he could not see before the lamp of the God God went out in the tabernacle of the Lord where the ark of God was and while Samuel was lying down the Lord said called Samuel he answered here I am so he ran to Eli and said here I am for you call me and he said I did not call I lied lie down again and he went and lay down and then the Lord called yet again, and Samuel to Samuel. So Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you call me. He answered, I did not call you, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, for nor the, was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So he arose and he went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. There Eli perceived that the Lord has called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to the same, go lie down and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as the other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, speak, for your servant hears. And then the Lord said to Samuel, behold, I will do in Israel at which both ears 
of everyone who hears it will tingle. In that day, I will perform against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house and from beginning to the end. I have told him that I will judge his house forever for the iniquity for which he knows because his sons made themselves wild and he did not restrain them. Therefore, I have sworn to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall be atoned, not be atoned or be sacrificed or offering forever. So Samuel lay down until the morning and opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell Eli the vision. And Eli called Samuel and Samuel, my son, he answered, here I am. He said, what is the word the Lord spoke to you? Please do not hide it from me. God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the things he said to you. And Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what it seems to good to him. So Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and let none of his words fell to the fall to the ground. Hallelujah. Ah, for sleeping, wow. <laughs> if you read two chapters at home, so means you are not reading two chapters at home. <laughs> right? So if you are falling asleep, right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. On purpose I did it. Don't worry. So I... <laughs> So I want to talk to you about how he says, enter in your season. Now, I'll talk from this, both stories, how someone entered and someone didn't enter. I shared little bit the last time I was here. Very little bit I shared, but I was not able to finish it. And when Pastor Craig asked me a few days ago that you have to speak again, then I, I asked the Lord and God said, continue it and finish it this time. So I'll, I'll speak on that, how important it is, how critical it is for you to enter in the seasons God has for you. God doesn't have just seasons for the local church. God has seasons for every individual people. Don't be, um, don't fall at the words like, oh, seasons are just for the local church. No, season is for every single human being, every single married couple, every single family. If there are seasons God has prepared for them. If you fall at that, the seasons are just for the local church, you will miss because ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is basically you lose. Hallelujah. So if you stay ignorant, that's your fault. Not God's fault. God said, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, which is basically ignorance. Because they don't want to gain the knowledge. Because knowledge doesn't come freely or cheaply. It takes time. It takes effort. It takes seeking God. It takes everything in you to know what God has called you, to know where you are, to know what, what lies ahead of you. Because you cannot just walk because the life is walking, going. You have to know where you are. You have to know where you're headed. You have to know where your kids and your family are right now. Where they, what lies ahead of you for your family, for you individually, for as a husband and wife. Your financially, every single thing is involved in that. That's what we say, God has a plan for you. That's the, basically, that's the way we say God has a plan for you. He predestined the beautiful paths and the plans and purposes for you so that you may just walk in them. But to walk, you must know where you are. You cannot just walk. I'll walk. You know, right? So for that, I want to just share a few thoughts. How certain things in you have to 
happen before you can enter in the season. Because God is not the one who is holding you to enter there. It's you only who hold yourself back from that season. It's not God. God is the one who created. God created for you. He hid for you, not from you. He hid for you so that you love him, you seek him, and you know him, and he will reveal it to you, and you step into. Slowly, slowly. Take your time. Take your time. Go into. Go further, further. That's how it is. Hallelujah. So you have to know certain things in you, how these things will help me to take, go into that season God has for you, or will it keep me out? Because people say, I have this issue. I'm going through this. It's not God who is bringing those things into your life or upon you. It's maybe you need to know, are you in the right place of God? Are you in the purpose of God? Are you in the perfect will of God? Are you in the plan of God? Even then, if you are, if Satan assault you even a little bit, you have the authority to stand back. But if you are out of the plan, if you are out of that place, if you are not even entered where you should be, then you are using faith. It won't work. Then people say, faith message doesn't work. Faith always works. Because faith is a weapon God gave. And God doesn't give you a weapon which misfires on the right time. It always works. It always works. There's no way faith cannot work. If faith is not working, something is inside us which is not working properly. It's not God's fault. It's not people's fault. It's not pastor's fault. It's not the local church's fault. Just examine yourself. What is going on? Instead of just, ba, 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 I bind, I de- just ask, Lord, slow down. Lord, what is it? Why it's not working? Pastor Craig said, it works. I have seen a few people, it works. Why it's not working for me? God will reveal it to you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So out of this story, um, how, now you know the Eli. Eli was a, coming from the line of Aaron. He's a priest, generation after generation after generation. And his uh, next two boys were in line for that. But they were not able to enter. No. You can go into next next chapter and see how they died. They were not able to enter in what God prepared for them. Mm-hmm. Yet, the son of Hannah, who was nowhere near yeah. of his any priestlyhood or anything he entered in, yeah. but... Why? Hallelujah. Why did he enter? God promised to him that Aaron, that your descendants will be forever in it. But changed at this part that he changed at this guy that I changed my mind. Basically, God said, I wanted you to be in the line forever. I said to your fathers, this is for you forever. But I change now my mind. I change my promise. I change it. And I say, no more you and your sons will be in there. I'll bring a new one who will walk before me the way I want him to be. There are things his sons and him, they did certain things which made God change his basically mind. Basically, he promised to Aaron that I will not do that. Your line will be there. But at this point, he said, no, no, no. I mean, I will not do it. So what did they do and what Samuel did was that changed. So I, I shared last time, I'll share a little bit of it because I want to go further. What was found in 
Samuel that was not found in Eli and his sons. Eli's sons, now Eli called his sons and told him what they were doing. Means he corrected them. Means they didn't receive the correction. So why didn't they receive the correction? Because they were not humble at all. Humility is a heart issue and humility will always receive correction. If a person has not received correction, it's not that person is some big person or the other person was not able to convey the message properly. It's their heart issue. Yeah. And if they had received that correction that day, Samuel would have never been here. They would have continued. Bible has been written beautifully to tell us the stories of people who failed and who succeeded. Why they succeeded, what they did to succeed, and why they failed. Because God is not a failure. It's men who fail. It's people who fail. People who doesn't recognize what's lacking in them, what they should do in the right time. That's why they stay out of those places which God has prepared for them. Now, God has prepared a things for you and for us, everybody, as a local judge together, but for each and individual too. God may have prepared for a single person that he's at this place when he starts growing and maturing and stuff, and he will enter this season. In this season, he will meet a spouse. He will meet, he will, he will, they will start career. They will have one baby, and then they will grow from this place, and the next season comes, and they'll have this thing. They'll have this business. They'll have the... God has prepared and planned everything perfectly. There is no single thing that will hurt you in God's plan. But why does people sometimes they say, oh, it's not working for me? Because they don't recognize certain things. To enter into seasons, to stay in seasons, you have to work inside of you. Hallelujah. You have to work on the insides. Brother Hagen used to say, spiritual development or working on your own spirit is the greatest thing a person can do. It's the greatest thing a person can favor himself. And humility is the greatest, one of the greatest assets that will either keep you and bring you in a place before big, big, great people, or if not found in you, will remove you from your positions where you should be. Hallelujah. And humility is not God giving gifts to each yeah. people. Yeah. Humility is everybody's heart issue. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's heart issue. Yeah. How I see others. How I see myself. Yeah. If you say, if Reverend Gek saying thinks he's best dressed in, in the church, great. But he thinks he's better than him. That's a wrong thing. Because it's not, it's not right to... Judge the others that way. Yeah, that's right. Why? Because that's a humility issue. Yeah. Hallelujah. If they had stayed humble, they would have always received the correction and they would have not even come to Samuel at all. But they didn't. They didn't. Why? What is the opposite of humility? Pride. Pride was found in them. It's not written, but there's a common sense. You can put it together. Two and two is four. Whether you multiply, whether you add. I know math. I know math, guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Humility was not found in them. What was found in them? Pride. Pride was found in them. And pride never will take you where God has for you. It will never take you. 
a hint of pride was found in Lucifer, and the heaven was shaken. The unity of heaven was broken, and he was thrown from there. Why? Because of pride was found in him. So if that is found in them and that kept them out from the next season or phase for their ministry or whatever they were called, same is for an individual Christian, a believer, an individual person who sits in a local church. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter whether you drive better, whether you live in a better place, whether you have a better education, whether you dress up betterly, it doesn't give you a license to think you are highly of somebody else. No, 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 no. God sees you all equal. Hallelujah. God sees all equal. So, (laughs) what is basically pride? Pride is thinking better, right? But deception is on the wings of always pride. And when there is a deception, there is always a rebellion. There is always a rebellion. People all know that Bible says in Isaiah 119, because Kennedy Higgins quoted a lot of times, that if you eat the good of the land, if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. But can you read the next verse? It says together, but those who rebel will be in trouble. It, the, the verse was not complete. He said, but those who rebel and those who push back the corrections, they will be killed by the sword of their own. So what is that means? That you want to eat the good of the land? That good of the land is in the next season for you. Maybe you are here and next season is this. And you God has for that. But you have to work on yourselves. You have to work on your insides. The last time I used the word character. Character, I said character builds the home. Yes. Character has to be found in you. Character has to be, you have to mature inside of you that character God wants. Paul came to many churches, Paul came to Corinthians, Paul came to Hebrews, where he said, are you, you are carnal people. He said, you are spiritual babies. Carnal person is a person who is very touchy. Carnal person is a person who has been sitting in a church for a long time, is, 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 is not ready to change himself, yeah. is not willing to change himself, is not, he's bucking against the word. Word has been preached, be humble, but he's bucking against it. No, 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 it's not for me, it's for my neighbor. That's the biggest mistake a Christian can do. Those are carnal Christians. Spiritual babies are a person who got saved last week. He's a spiritual baby. Now, a person who is sitting here from 10 years and doesn't know anything about the word or how to pray and how to do little things, he's a spiritual baby too. But carnal people are very touchy. Carnal people are very, 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 who are run by the opinions of others, who are very much like um, very, very sensitive. Sense it from the spirit, sense it to their emotions. Hallelujah. They were sensitive to their flesh. That's why they were eating everything wrong. They were doing sins wrong. They were doing everything wrong. And when his father called them and said, this is what I've heard, instead of saying, sorry, father, sorry, God, sorry, father. No, they didn't do anything of that. And then they kept continuing these things. And what happened? They were not able to enter where God has already prepared for them. Hallelujah. 
humility must be found in every single. Humility is not just for ministers that they have to enter the next season. Humility is for every single. You can be a, um, a salesperson. You can be a businessman. You can be a, on a job. Who told you that you have to stay at the same $15 an hour, $25 an hour, the job forever? There is a promotion for everyone. There is a further going further for everyone. There is going further for everybody. But if you don't change, you can stay there for life. Then why God is keeping me there? It's not God he keeping you out. It's you, you keeping yourself out. It's not God keeping you out. God prepared. Why did he waste time to prepare if he doesn't want you to be there anyways? He prepared for a reason. So that you can figure out yourself and your problems and your issues and walk, step, step. Uh-oh, there's an issue here, but there's a wall. Listen. Bible says... The effectual door is opened unto me, and there are many adversaries. Yes, Satan will try his best, but he has no right legally to stop you to enter in. He has no legal right to stop you. There's no scripture. It says, yes, I've given you power, but in this case, you may not be able to enter, guy. There's no way. It's only you and yourself who will keep you out from there. And God is, has prepared a thing for them and blessings for them. And they are stay, standing on that side. And there's only a door in this side. And say, why God? Crying. You can stay there for years. Yeah. Or you can change yourself in a day and enter here. Yeah. That's how we say God does miracles in a day. Yeah. But based upon us. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 God is not sitting over there and thinking, oh, I have to give a miracle to him, him, him. Oh, yeah. God is thinking about giving a miracle to everybody, but he's looking at them. Who is changing? Who is operating that way? Who is humbling? Who is, who is stripping off things which are of the flesh, which are, the, which are not right things? And he's seeking me to enter. Oh, this is the person. I'll move 9,900,000 to go over there and pour on there. God is not a specter of a person, no color, no country, nowhere. He can go anywhere where God, people call him. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So humility is the first the, and the foremost thing. It's not a common subject. I'm sorry. But it's helpful. It's helpful. We all need it if you want to enter. Hallelujah. Some businesses hinges on that. Some ministries hinges on that. Some relationships hinges on that. Hallelujah. That was not found in them. And the next I want to sh- talk to is the second and the foremost. And the pastor Craig sh- touched a little bit at the end of this Sunday is about the sin. Not very commonly preached. I'm sorry. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Hallelujah. Um, hallelujah. hallelujah. The sin was found in them. Sin was found in them. The Bible says that. Go read the story slowly and put yourself in it and see. And slowly read what wrong they did. The Bible says iniquity, sin was found in them. God saw the sin. People saw the sin. His daddy, the pastor of the church, saw the sin. It gets very quiet when we talk about sin. Listen, sin. Listen, sin. I don't know how to say, but let's. I don't want to follow the proper notes. Sin is whatever you 
basic knowledge is about sin to people is disobedience to God, yeah. right? right? Disobedience to God. So, sin is basically you are disobeying the word or the Lord's voice. There are sins of spirit. There are sins of flesh. Yeah. Let's keep that simple. There are physical sins. There are sins of the spirit. Now, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, the Lord's body about that. He said, and from 29 to 32nd verse, that if somebody drinks of this cup and eats of this flesh unworthily, he is putting on himself. But if somebody judges himself, he will not be judged. But if he does not judge himself, the Lord will judge. Hallelujah. What is to be judged here unworthily means he is doing something sinfully. He has to deal himself. He has to, God is giving him a private time that deal with it privately so that I may not expose you in front of everybody. Hmm? He's giving him time that deal with this sin. He was talking and his father was talking to him alone many times. The guy, I have seen that you both, you are doing wrong. You both are doing, Bible mentions one time, I don't know how many times they have done this, this come to Jesus meeting. I don't know how many times they might have done because this was their father. They must be living together in a neighborhood, right? So he, they didn't judge themselves. God judged them. Now, in the New Testament, how does God judge you? How does God judge you? In the New Testament, 1 Corinthians 5, 5 says that when the man was found with his sleeping around with his mother-in-law or something like that, and Bible says, Paul said, give him to Satan so that he will, flesh will go away, but his spirit will be saved. Even in this, God is so good. Even in this, God's goodness is so good that he sees that he's struggling. He sees that he's not able to come out of it. He sees that he's not changing. God said, give him over to the Satan so that, why so that? So that he may come to heaven and live forever, even though he's living on sin on the earth. Because God paid the heavy price for you and us to go in heaven forever, not to go in hell. But if he keeps sinning, if he keeps persisting in sin and wrongdoing, he will end up in hell. Because one saved is not always saved. That's a wrong doctrine. Brother Randy Greer always says, if you talk like a devil, if you walk like a devil, you are the devil. Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We cannot do that. So he said, give it over to them so that his flesh is done, but his spirit is coming unto me. Because God is in love with us. That's why he has prepared so many good things. He wants us to enter in every season of our lives so that we can keep enjoying life on earth as a heaven and keep going further and further and enter into heaven one day. From that high place. But when somebody is stubborn, not changing themselves, not walking in humility, thinking themselves something above anything, but, and then continuously persisting in sin, like those two boys were, 
God will not give you a long, long time. If you read second chapter, I'm not, I'm, why I'm speaking like not giving you opening the Bible because I have time limited. So you can go home and read second chapter of Revelation. In second chapter of Revelation, verse 21, the Bible talks about, I will give this church specific people a time to repent, a space to repent, a season to repent. Hallelujah. If they don't repent in that season, I don't know how long that season is, but if they don't repent in that season, they will not be able to enjoy what I have prepared for them. They will end up where they are. Though they have very great and good things, mighty things I have prepared for them. Hallelujah. What is that? A time to change. A season to change. A space to know how you change. When you read the word, word tells you, you are doing this wrong. When you come to church, church is preaching. If the right church, right church will always preach that you are not supposed to live the way you want you to live. You cannot treat other people just like the way you want to treat. They are God's people. They are your brother and sister. If they are not in God's kingdom even, they are still because Jesus died for them. If Jesus found it worth to die for them, what thing, what make you think that you can treat anybody anyway? Hmm? Who, who gives you right? Nobody can give us a right. We think because we got Jesus in us, we can... No. That's a heart issue. That's a character issue. Hallelujah. So that's why he said, I'm giving you a time. He gave those two boys and the father a long time. A long time. Samuel was a little baby. He found out. He told. Samuel grew up. He's still figuring out. Will you repent? Will you change? Because you are called to be priesthood. But they are not changing. They are not tweaking. They are not doing what is right for them. What they should do it. And they rather, they kept stumbling in sin. They kept stumbling in sin. And Bible talks about the space for change. A season to repent. By the way, repentance, I have before also have said, I guess, but repentance is not TDI. Repentance word, repent is a Greek word called metanoia. It means to change different. It means to, 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 if you are going this direction, change the direction. Hallelujah. It's a, it's a, it's a different, to bring new way of thinking, to bring new approach to yourself. Hallelujah. It's not just you would say, okay, Lord, my eyes are teary. I'm sorry. No. If you again did the same thing what you did before for the repentance, you didn't ask for the repentance. You just play around. Hallelujah. If a sinner comes and he says, oh, I want to pray a prayer of uh, uh, salvation here. But he cried. He did whatever he could to show people that I'm born again. But there's no change in. He's not born again. Though you saw his eyes. You saw his red eyes. You saw the handkerchief all wet. But no, that was not a real thing. Hallelujah. But even a small tweak in the heart that made God. Because he is repenting from the life of sin. But we are talking about believers who are to enter in the season God has for them. They are not to repent from the life of sin. Because they have all repented. They have to repent from the act of sin they have done just before to enter in. Hallelujah. So you have to repent of that act. This is the reason, guys, folks, listen, 
I would love to preach here. God has supply for you. I would have loved to preach that. <laughs> I would have loved to preach that God is a good God. And he is a good God. But I'm helping that what will help us for the future. Hallelujah. It's not enough that church enters into the next phase. It's important that you enter into the next phase. Hallelujah. What will happen? Because church will enter, enter, enter. But if you don't enter, you know why Satan doesn't want people to know about sin, about humility and all these things? Because he doesn't want them to enter the seasons God has for their lives. He wants to make it so hard for them and say, oh, church is hard. Faith stuff is hard. See, pastor is doing this thing and he's saying, oh, wow, what a beautiful life. I don't see any beautiful life. What's happening around? I'm giving, I'm paying, I'm doing everything, I'm vacuuming, I'm doing everything what I can do in my ministry of health and everything. But still, listen, it's not what you are doing. Maybe hold back and change and see what you are not doing. Hallelujah. People sometimes focus on I'm doing this and God. God knows everything. Huh? I am changing this, I'm doing this. And by the way, God knows even the heart with which you are doing. Sometimes people want to do hand work, but it's not just the hand work, it's the heart work. Hallelujah. It's not just the hand work God sees, it's the heart work. It's also because it's not just what you are doing, the way you are doing. Hallelujah. So that's that's whole point that Satan doesn't want you to know these things. Why? Because he doesn't want you to enter. He wants you to struggle. Because when you are struggling, life is hard for you. You will not participate in what a whole church is participating. And then he will be able to halt the local church going into the next phase. Because we all are body made of individuals but jointly fit together as a body and God works through Body, yes. not individuals alone. God works through body. Yeah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You cannot call somebody a pastor if he doesn't have anybody. That's right. yeah. It may be a starting season. It may be a start sometimes, but you cannot call a pastor. If somebody came and one day he said, I want to see somebody. I'm a pastor. I said, what's your church name? Oh, I'm a pastor. What's your church name? I'm a pastor. You're not a pastor. Just say, I want to see him. Yeah. Why are you bluffing? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Just say, I want to meet him and see him. I'll help you if I can. I'm pastor. So, he, so you have to understand these things. Samuel did these things right. He did, yeah. he did these things right. Amen. He was humble enough. He was humble enough to recognize where he was. From where he came. How he was in the house of God. How he served. Yes. He knew everything. But those two boys, because they were, their father was their pastor, familiarity showed up. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Familiarity showed up. And there was no, no, no regard for their father. There was no regard for their man of God. There was no regard for the house of God. Because they, they have, look at, the, look at the courage they had. They were not sinning outside. They were sinning Inside the house of the Lord. They were not sitting in like some 
dark place out. They were sinning in the house of God where the presence of God was there. They were sinning there. Look at the courage. Huh? But how long you can fool? Huh? How long you fool? You're not fooling God. God knows from day one what you're doing. Huh? You're fooling yourself. You're fooling your family. You're fooling your life. You're not fooling God because nobody can fool God. Bible talks about that. Bible says you cannot fool anybody but yourself. Whatever you sow, you will reap. Hallelujah. They had no regard. You know, and the last thing was on ratio for the yes. house of God. Yes. You know, the word for honor can be translated as a regard. That's right. And regard word can be put in the word category treat. How you treat the local church will, uh, will, will, will define whether you enter or you don't enter. Whether you go into the next thing God has for you or not. What? How you treat, how you regard, how you honor the local church. And let me tell you one thing about honor and the local church. The local church, you cannot separate local church, God and pastor. Always remember this. Always remember this. You cannot separate theory of them. You cannot say, I love God, but I don't love local church. Or you cannot say, I love my pastor, but I don't love the local church. You are, you don't know anything about honor at all. If you are doing this, you don't know about honor. So, if you love God, you have to love his local church because God loves his local church. And if you love the local church, you have to love the pastor because God has put that pastor for you in that church. Last thing you remember, God has not, God, it's not like God was not able to figure out and the population was growing so much, we have to fit you. The local church, the local church God has for you is his choice for you. Let me do one more better. The pastor in the local church is God's choice for you. Now you want to bring your choice up? Bring it. <laughs> Who will fail? You, not God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The local church is God's choice. Yes. The pastor is God's choice. Yes. Now it's your choice. You want to honor them or not? Yes, yes sir. That's right. He thinks, those two boys think, well, we were born of him. We had no choice. If we had choice, we could have gone somewhere else. But it was God who knew that they should fit here. They should know and learn that they should be humble enough to recognize their father, not in the flesh, but in the spirit, because that was their priest. Then they should know when he is correcting them to receive that correction, because they are not humble enough, they will not receive correction, because humility always receives correction. And then... They didn't repent of that sin. They continued in their sin long enough. And then they had no regard for my house. God takes these things very seriously. And these are serious for a believer if they want to enter in. If you, don't, if you don't take it seriously, it's not God's fault. It's not God's loss. It's not a loss of any other person. It's your loss. 
God has so many things for us, but if you don't tweak and change and do things, you will not be able to enter. Hallelujah. 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 Can I say one thing? How you treat the local church. We have been talking spiritually, but how about you treat the local church naturally? I'm not correcting or anybody. I don't stand in that place to correct you guys, but I'm trying to help you. If you come here and you left the water bottle by mistake, that's okay. Somebody will be here to clean that up. But if you left this water bottle on purpose, sir, you are not treating the local church right. Huh? If something fell, huh? And you saw it and it fell from your pocket and you said, ah, somebody cleaners will clean it. I'm walking. You're not treating the local church right. It determines whether you enter that season or not. But this is natural. There are cleaners. Why we have rotation? I'm in one team. No. Pick it up and put it here where it belongs. Because let me tell you very honestly, because I am here till late night every Sunday. And one o'clock church finishes and we go. I'm not talking to anyone, but I'm talking to everyone. Don't, don't <laughs> stop me anywhere. <laughs> because I, 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 I've seen certain things. So if it's even one person sitting here, he said, I'm the one who is doing, just change it, guy. Yeah. What is it that you open the candy thing, yeah. huh? And you opened it, and you ate it, you liked it, you tasted it, you loved it, you enjoyed it. And what happened after that? You saw nobody sing, and you saw uh, the, between the two seats, there is a space. I and Mr. Varel has picked up many of these. Now, I'm not blaming or I'm not doing anything wrong to you, but I'm trying to help you. You will not do this thing in your home because you treat your home nicely, but the house of the Lord is even better and above your house. But if you live that way, then I'm sorry. Uh, sorry, wrong person I'm not talking to. Hallelujah. How hard it is to put in your pocket. I ate it, I put it in a pocket. I'll go and throw in garbage. Because these are the call, social and basic graces. But it has very good connection where you are and how you will receive from God. Because you say, it's just a wrapper, it's just a Kleenex, it's just a, uh, my candy thing. Oh, it's a water bottle, I drank half. That's okay, somebody will throw in a... But no, it's how you treat. Because treat is how you regard and regard is honor. If you don't honor the house of God, you say, but that's not a big mistake. Listen, you continue, you continue, you continue. That was not the first day they said to the woman who was doing an offering that I want to have sex with you. But when they saw little things, they ate the meat, they stole the offering, they did this. Then their courage grew bigger and bigger. Then they thought, oh, say, God is sleeping. God is not doing anything. I'm growing. My father is increasing. I'm in the church. Everything is fine. But a day came. Boom. But then what happened? The time to change and the season and the space to repent was over. 
Then people say, what happened? Why, why, why didn't it happen to me? Why it happened to others? That's why, because you need to judge yourself. The Bible talks, examine yourself, not the others. Listen to me. The Bible says, discern the local body. Yes. Discern the Lord's body, yes. not judge the Lord's body. Discernment is rooted in humility. Judgment is rooted in pride. Hallelujah. So it's upon us whether we enter, not on God. Hallelujah. This is not a wedding hall. This is not a banquet hall. This is the house of Lord. It's the wedding hall where you drink half drink and you leave the other it's the wedding hall or the banquet hall where you leave whatever you want to leave because you have paid enough for the helpers to clean. We don't pay anyone here to clean. But this is a small thing. Why are you bringing up? Because God wants you to know that honoring the house is treating the house. Hallelujah. Should I say If you do men, if you use the restroom, uh -oh. <laughs> 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 huh? if you use the restrooms, don't leave it to the cleaners to flush your toilet. Or don't. I don't want you all you to be basketballs to aim from far. Just aim there, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yes. come on, clean. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. But what happened? Why? Why these basic things? These basic things put in place, God will take you to a bigger place. Hallelujah. It's not the big things, the small foxes. Ruin the wine. It's not the big things always. Small things. It starts from small. It will end in big. Yeah. Huh? I use the washroom. I wash my hands. I did my hair. Okay, great. You look good. But what about cleaning the sink? Why you splash whole mirror with it? Why don't you clean it? For the next person to come and see. But why are you talking? Listen, these are the things that call the treating of the Lord's house. Yes, that's right. If you don't treat the Lord's house properly, like those two boys didn't treat, and they did whatever they wanted, your mama will not let you do whatever you want to do in her house. My parents never let me do it. You sleep on my time. You get up on my time. You fold your laundry on my time. And when it's done, you fold that time. Not the two days later. That was the rules. So if we have rules in our homes, what about God's house? Huh? Hallelujah. Next time, please, if you are living in Toronto and you forgot the water bottle, don't come back from Toronto to pick up the bottle. <laughs> huh? But remember beforehand that you see your bottle, pick it up and go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Always remember, this is our Lord's house. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. This is our house. Yeah. Individual's house. Yeah. As a unit, our place. Yeah. 
and when we take ownership, when we take it as ours, we'll keep it the way we want. And the way we want is what the Lord wants. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, remember, humility is the right way. It has to be found in you. Hallelujah. What I'm teaching is basically developing yourself. What basically I'm telling you is that work on yourself. That don't stay at the same place and think blessings will come to you. No, you move forward and blessings will come to you. Huh? Hallelujah. You move forward. There's no thing in spiritual life standing at one place. Either you go further, you go, you're standing, you're going backward. Either you go upward or you're going downward. Hallelujah. You know the Good Samaritan story? The Bible talks about Jesus said to the man, when the priests or those people were talking to him, Jesus said to him, there was one man who came down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And he was attacked by the thieves. He was looted. He was beaten almost to half death. The word over there means from Jerusalem to Jericho. Means in spiritual life, you cannot come downward. You have to go forward. Jericho represents the lower place and Jerusalem represents the high place. Jericho represents the flesh place and Jerusalem represents the spirit place. Jericho represents the place of perception and the Jerusalem represented to him the place what God has prepared for them. That's why Jerusalem has a, always a significant meaning even in the new heaven, new Jerusalem. It's a high place. God has called to us to a higher place, further place, moving forward. It's not God who will pick us up and run or pull us up. It's our responsibility to go to that higher place. How? By fixing things inside us. Hallelujah. By fixing things inside us. But if you stay the same place and don't go forward or don't go high, you are thinking you are safe. No, but you are in Going, drifting towards Jericho. You're drifting towards lower place. You're drifting towards flesh place. You have to keep working on yourself. Keep working on yourself. Keep examining yourself. Keep looking inside of yourself. What is missing? What I have done right? What I have done wrong? What I have done wrong? How can I improve? How, how can I treat my pastors better? How can I support my local church better? Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, if I've sinned, I repent before you right away. And if I repented, I will not do that again. Means I will turn away completely. Hallelujah. You cannot play with sin for life. Jesus went to the pool of Bethesda. 38 years of man with infirmity. He healed in a second. He went out, started sharing everybody. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And in few minutes after that, Jesus met him again. And Jesus said to him, sin no more, lest worse thing comes upon you. Means, as a Christian, you cannot play around with sin. You cannot play around with sin. You have to put it away, as Pastor Nancy says. Put it away as far as you can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How you stay humble. How you put it away sin, how you honor the Lord, as long as you stay close to Father, as long as you stay close to the Lord, through His, through his presence, through His word, through, his, through his sitting alone with Him, that's how you will stay humble. That's how you will stay um, sensitive to the Holy Ghost. That's how you will stay away from sin. Because 
there are sins of flesh that will take time, but there are sins of spirit that will take you out quickly. Hallelujah. Kenneth Hagen used to say that, Brother Hagen, and Dr. Ed used to say that there are sins of the spirit that will judge you. God will judge you more faster and quicker than the sins of the flesh. Yeah. Huh? Hallelujah. The sins of flesh are smoking, drinking, all these things. But sins of the spirit are judging people, judging your pastors, judging your, judging your neighbor, prideful things. These are sins of the spirit. Put it away from you because it will hinder you from entering where God wants you to enter. And where God wants you to enter, there's a rest in it. Rest from previous season. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If your feet are growing, you cannot keep wearing the same size shoe. It will hurt you. It will hurt you. You stay at the same place, you will be bothered, nobody else. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will be bothered. Life of spirit, life of Christian is always progression. Always progression. Always going further. Always moving ahead. Always not looking at anything but looking at yourself. Not looking what he needs to change. That's none of your business. You change yourself. That's it. That person will change when the right time comes. If he doesn't want to change, you will see him where he is 10 years later. But you keep on changing. But he is here. I shall be here too. We both are friends. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are things God has for each one of us. There are things God has for families. There are things God has for, for, for us as a church. We can only enter when all individuals keep their pace, keep their efforts, keep themselves right with God alone in their private things, private privacy of your heart. And then God will help move us all together in the bigger picture. We have been talking about there, there, there's, sorry, there's a we've been talking about there's a new season coming, right? Yes. Pastor, Craig is our mention, Pastor Craig and Pastor Jenny are talking about new season ahead of us. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it is because they are spiritual people and they are praying and they are seeking and they are seeing some things that are coming. Yes. Do you want to participate? Yes. Do you want to taste? Do you want to enjoy that season? Enter in your own lives. Cut away the pride. Cut away the sin. Put it away from you far. And don't do again. Always remember, honoring the Lord means honoring your pastors. When you honor your man of God, it will help you to receive from him easily. Hallelujah. And whether the receiving is of the word and whether the receiving is of a miracle in your body or your finances or any other thing hallelujah honor always helps you to receive but if you don't honor the house you're not honoring the father if you're not honoring the father you're not honoring the pastor but i say i come to church and i come every time and i'm everywhere every time but i don't i don't like certain people i don't like, no 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 it's an honor issue fix it hallelujah we are not told to be friends of everybody in the local church remember this and we will never be able to be friends with all of everyone over here. No. We are told, told to love each other. We are told to, to uh, support each other. We are told to just pray for each other. We are told to just um, be in one unity with each other. And pride kills that unity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Rebellion destroys the unity. And where there is no unity, God cannot be found. And where God cannot be found, miracles cannot be found. And if we want miracles in this church and in our personal lives, we have to keep moving forward by checking ourselves where we are lacking. Where we are lacking, changing, tweaking, and moving forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I bless them. And I thank you, Father. Um, I thank you, Father, that the word my father preached may go into their hearts. And Father, I didn't mean to be in this tone, but Father, let it help them, Father, in the name of Jesus. And I say amen.